Welcome to the Passion Harvest podcast audio series. Thank you so much for listening today. I am Louisa, your host, International Passion Ambassador. If you would like to watch this episode, please head over to our Passion Harvest channel on YouTube. We love taking you on a journey to discover your passions. Thanks for listening. Hello and welcome to Passion Harvest. I am Louisa, your host. Thank you so much for joining me wherever you are in the world right now. We have Greg Thompson back on the show. He has had several near-death experiences and one shared death experience. Greg is the author of Living With My Spirit Guides and this is his story and this is his passion. Greg Thompson, I'm so honoured and excited to have you back on the show. Welcome. Thank you. What I liked was uh, bourbon, straight. No ice or anything, just straight. A shot. And I pretty much finished that one shot. And, I, and another one was coming to take its place. I'm like, okay, it's time for me to get out of here. I didn't. And I ended up staying. And the next thing I know, it's closing time. I get up and I go, whoa. Now I know I'm drunk. And I'm seriously drunk. I've not been this drunk except one other time in my life, and that was in college, where I didn't have to walk anywhere except from one dorm room to another dorm room. Now I have to drive. And I thought, well, I'll take a taxi. You know, that's safer. And I thought, no, whoa, 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 whoa. I have carpool duty tomorrow morning. My car sits here. I'm not going to be able to drive them. So I have to drive home. The logic that goes on in the mind. So I got in the car. Well, you can kind of gather where we're going with this story. Yeah. I get on the freeway and I have to drive about a mile up the road north. And then I, I take the 520 exit going east from Bellevue over, over to where I live up in the Spanish Plateau. And it's about a 10 minute drive. I take the corner and I start going around that corner and I go around that corner. And the next thing I know, I'm leaving my body and I'm flying upward. And the only thing around me is really dark gray, kind of a void, if you will. But I'm aware of that above me somewhere there's light and I'm moving toward that light. And as I'm moving toward it, two spirits appear and go around. I don't know if it's the same two, but they were floating around and they, they, they have kind of a, a, a look like a kind of a wisp of cloud just kind of stretched out and gray. At least to me, they're gray. I know other people see them in different colors. And they, one of them would put on a face, look at me and say, why are you here? It's what they were mimicking going around and I'm slowly floating up and I'm feeling guilty. I'm aware that now something's wrong. I shouldn't be floating in the air. I should be driving the car. So something has happened. I don't know what, but it's not good. And I can feel the, the love, the, the, the strength of spirit above me coming as I'm coming closer and closer to it. And then it becomes aware that I'm there. Oh, my spirit guides are having fun with this one. The eruption. 
my spirit guides, when they get excited, there's a cold air that comes around here. And they, they are just going, <laughs> So, sorry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so I'm, I'm getting closer and closer to the spirit. And I'm feeling more and more guilty because I don't think I should be here. And the warmth and love of the spirit is starting to go through my soul and just warming me up and feeling really good. And as I get closer and closer to it, I'm thinking, well, maybe this is okay. And then all of a sudden, there's some like consternation of some sort of bug. And then I hear the word no yelled loudly, and it shakes me through my soul, and I end up in my car. The car is not moving. The radio is on. The lights are on. The engine's running. But the car is not moving. And it takes me a little while to get my senses, because <laughs> after all, I am drunk. And then I realize there is no windshield. And I look around, and every window in the car is broken off. No, there are no, no, no glass windows. I decide I have to get out of the car to see what happened. I, I turned off the engine <laughs> by that time. We're kind of going, well, there may be gas flowing. So turn off the engine. Turned off the engine. I, Pushed the door open. It took a while to get it open, but I finally got it open. I got out and I took and I go, although that's why it didn't want to open. The top of the car had been pushed down. The car had rolled multiple times when I went around that corner. But it was sitting upright. It was in a lane going the opposite direction. <laughs> there was no other traffic on the road anywhere. When I realized that I was alone, the only person injured, and there was no other vehicle other than my car, I said, thank God. And the miraculous thing that happened at that moment, never happened before or since. Oh! <laughs> and I'm going, okay, yes, I think I'm learning my lesson here. Cops showed up, we went through the whole routine, they uh, took me to the hospital to if I was bleeding. Uh, of course, they also wanted a blood sample. And the doctor was surprised I was alive. And I'm going, yeah, I came close. Mm -hmm. And it's hard for me to even say now. I took my hands off the wheel. I tried to commit suicide. I had been under a lot of pressure for quite some time. And I took that promotion with debating whether I should take it or not and found out it was a lot more work than I had done before. And I was drowned in, in work responsibilities. And it was just overpowering, I guess. And then add booze to that, bad combination. Needless to say, I no longer drink, by the way. <laughs> I stopped right then and there. And I had no trouble stopping. I had to go to AA meetings for two years. They, they you know, the state said, if you do that, then we won't put it on your record. Well, by the time I went to the first one, I had already stopped and I didn't, you know, I listened. The last NDE happened in 2013. It's the most powerful one. I had been diagnosed with congestive heart failure. I've been diagnosed with diabetes. I had a viral foot infection where they had to cut out the viral infection. There is no way at that time, at least, to do any medications to it. There's antibiotics to keep it from 
spreading any further, but there was no way to get rid of it without just cutting it. And it had to cut bone and tendon out because it eats anything it can. So I had three surgeries in 10 days. Uh, the hospital wanted the room, <laughs> so I had to leave. And it's also less expensive to move elsewhere. <laughs> and I ended up at a rehab location. And I was there for five days. And then the world changed. What happened almost within a day is I lost my feeling in my toes and in my foot. They didn't move anymore. I couldn't move them. Then my legs my fingertips, my fingers, my hand, my arm, and then the torso. By the end of the fifth day, I couldn't move. I could still move my neck a little bit, but not much. On the sixth morning, about one o'clock in the morning, I had kind of figured out by then, they never turn on, they never turn on the lights, but I kind of knew the routines and they had changed nurses. So it had to be about one in the morning. She came in and said, Mr. Thompson, how are you doing? My response was grunt. Thank you, Mr. Thompson. And she left. I decided, well, if I'm dying, oh, how are people going to react? How are, how are friends going to react? And I went through the litany of friends. And I think they, they'll be okay. Some of them would be more hurt than others. And I went through loved ones. Nancy's parents, they came to mind immediately. And they would, they'd be okay. They'd survive. They'd be worried about Nancy, my love. How would she take it? There was nothing else to think about. It was all done. So I'm just lying there. And finally, I think, I give up and everything went silent i didn't realize that until i was looking back on it a year or two later complete silence can't happen for me i have tinnitus from the congestive heart failure i hear my heartbeat all the time as i'm sitting here it's it's his 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 all the time it doesn't stop if it does I'm not listening anymore. I'm not here. It was complete silence. And then it happened. The golden sphere of souls appeared at the bottom of my bed, just beyond my bed. I've seen that sphere two other times in my life. Both times when I was depressed, both times it was able to help me know I'm not alone and then I'm okay. And here it is at the bottom of my bed. I asked him, as I did before, please come forward. And it comes forward and it covered my feet and they got warm. That's when I realized my body was dead cold. It stopped. No, no, please, please continue. And it started moving up my legs. It was like a scanner, it moved out and started scanning the fingertips and the fingers and hands and arms as it was going up through the torso also. And it kept moving up slowly, slowly, slowly and warming it up. My body was feeling better and better and better. And when it got to my heart, I was elsewhere. I was in the universe. 
the whole universe. I could feel the whole thing. I could feel the movement of the stars and the asteroids and the galaxies. And I was even aware of the other universes. It's the multiverse. And I could feel the energy moving between everything. There is no vacuum out there. There's always energy moving around constantly. And I loved it. This is, this is where I want to be. This is what I wanted to study. I want to know more about it. And I was told, you can ask a question. So I asked, where was I made? Where was I created? And when? <clears throat> I was shown I was in a white ball of hundreds of thousands of other souls who are all little white pieces of energy. And we're anticipating something that happens real soon. We're all excited. We're ready to go. We're ready to go. We want to go out. We want to, we want to enjoy whatever's happening next. And all of a sudden, it blows up. And we're shooting through, through space. And we're all giggling and laughing and having joy, flying out through space. And I just wanted to be there. Oh, I want to stay there. That's where I want to be. And slowly but surely, I started feeling tired. I go, no, 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 I want to stay here. I want to stay here. And slowly, I fell asleep. Next thing I'm aware is that I'm, that there seems to be some sort of light in front of me somewhere. And it's a white light kind of thing. I'm going, is that heaven? Or what? Is it my hospital room? What? And then I hear this voice very loudly saying, well, Greg, open your goddamn eyes and take a look. I'm going, okay. I open my eyes and I'm in the hospital room. I'd also had seen a dark thing on my right side. So now I have my eyes open. I take a look and it's a man standing there dressed in black. And he has a book open and he's reading from it. And I'm going, who or what is he? I've never seen him before. And then slowly I realized he's a priest. What's he, what's he doing here? I, I don't belong to any established re religion. So wh why, why is he here? He finishes what he's reading, closes the book, looks at me and says, oh, good morning, my son. I said, hello. He just given me last rites. He said, I understand. And he turned and started leaving. I said, wait, wait, wait. He said, what? I said, let the nurse know I'm hungry. And he laughed and said, you ran out the door. During the day, I had doctors, nurses, technicians coming in either by themselves or in groups. They wanted to see the man who died and came back to life again. They'd only heard that happen once before in that building. But since then, I've been pretty much alive. <laughs> NDs are an interesting thing. They, they change your views of how you, how you look at life. I'm not scared to death at all anymore. It doesn't bother me. I don't think I ever really was. This is just uh, a transition when you leave the body. That's all it is. Move on to another, another life, another form. So anyway, that's my near-death experiences. I hope uh, you got something out of it. And uh, thank you very much. Oh, Greg, thank you so much for sharing your incredible stories with just such honesty and openness. So I really, really appreciate it. Yeah, thank you. 
And um, thank you so much. I appreciate it. Okay, bye, Greg. Bye-bye. That is the end of our passionate episode. Thank you so much for listening and please subscribe, leave a review, tell your friends and spread the passion. As always, every day, may you be more and more passionate.